All right, so good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Right Under the Influence Open Mic Night. Uh, I am your host, Imperial Lefty, or Richard Pogue. And as always, this is just an open space for us to express our experiences through a poetic lens and hopefully find some therapeutic benefits to a like-minded community. Our guidelines for this evening, like every other evening, is to, uh, before you perform your piece, please state your name or your alias, whatever you like to be called. Uh, state the name of your piece. If possible, explain why you were inspired to write that piece, any sort of background to it. Uh, as always, the chat function is open for comments and praise. Uh, there is time in between each performance for people to verbally express and sort of debrief. While someone else is performing, please keep your microphone on mute as to not disturb them because this is being recorded. So we want a clear recording for the podcast later on. And if at any time you do not want your piece to be recorded, please let myself know. You can message me privately in the chat and we will pause the recording for you until it is over. As for a new piece of business, we are going to, uh, we're going to practice holding a three minute uh, debrief time limit in order to get from one performance to the next. So obviously we want to keep the chat function as the major piece for uh, the debrief and the praise and comments, criticisms, what have you. And we want to keep those three minutes open for as much constructive feedback directly to the piece. So again, these conversations may start here, but they can always end in other places. So we have a Discord, we have our Tumblrs, we have other forms of social media. So please keep these conversations going. Feel free to maintain these connections with the other performers, but tonight we will be attempting to uh, not be derailed by too many, uh, we should say, uh, segues um, from one piece to the next. So I will give the announcement for like the three minute start time and a 10 second countdown so that we can get the last few thoughts out before moving on to the next person. If there are any comments, questions, or concerns, again, please use the chat function and I will answer them as efficiently as possible. To start off tonight's rotation of round one, Pinky, the floor is yours. Hello. I'm gonna, uh, my name's Pinky. I'm gonna read out a poem that I often come back to. Um, and I've known this poem since I was about 17, so like five, six years ago. So it's not a poem I've written. It's by George Luis Borges, and it's called You Learn. He's an Argentinian um, writer. You Learn. After a while, you learn the subtle difference between holding a hand and chaining a soul. You learn that loving doesn't mean meaning, and company doesn't mean security. And you begin to learn that kisses aren't contracts, and presents aren't promises. And you begin to accept your defeats with your head up and your eyes open with the grace of a woman, not the grief of a child. And you learn to build all your roads in today because tomorrow's ground is too uncertain for plans. And futures have a way of falling down in mid-flight. 
After a while, you learn that even sunshine burns if you get too much. So you plant your garden and decorate your own soul instead of waiting for someone to bring you flowers. And you learn that you really can endure, that you really are strong, and you really do have what. And you learn and you learn. With every goodbye, you learn. That's it. Lovely piece. All right. Uh, John, the floor is yours. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's uh, John. You might know me as Instance in the Phrase on Tumblr. Uh, and also, that's my Instagram handle. I'll put them up. Uh, tonight, I want to uh, read to you a very personal poem. Um, this is about um, an experience I went through over the weekend. So um, I was mentioning to Storm earlier uh, a couple of days ago that my grandmother passed away right after we had our last podcast. So um, it was, uh, it's been quite a week for me. And um, I wanted to read this particular poem um, that I wrote about the experience because some of my family relationships can be strained and I always talk about this idea of toxic, like this toxic cultural thing that goes on and my Italian American background and how certain things can be misconstrued as love when it's really, it's really not, uh, you know, like shoving food in people's face. Um, so um, I, I'm going to uh, read this poem to you and I'll let you guys draw from it what you will. It's called Chapel Room. To see her life scattered in rows was by far the most frightening aspect in photos arranged by decade with memories stiff on that board as each image depicted an age when breath like light felt abundant and our agony meant reassurance. Such bonds would carry us still through mutual deaths we had shared fighting wars back home every weekend, cutting cakes while clutching at cameras, snapping pics and screams weren't words, but expressions chaotically mixed across kitchens loud from excitement where tastes were hardly expected to tolerate tongues less inclined, for arguments love made okay, or how questions serve second helpings, answered only now within parlors, smelling lilies white against walls, staring blankly six feet away, removed keeping space between voices, missing trust left hushed under whispers, pulling families farther apart. And that is, that is, my, that is my piece. Thank you for for sharing that, John. I know um, loss is difficult, and I'm sure you have all of our genuine and heartfelt condolences, and your ability to take that experience and turn it into art, as, as most of us do with our tragedy and our pain, um, just speaks to how genuine and loving a uh, family member you are. So thank you. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, everybody. All right. Um, Okay, the floor is yours. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, okay. I can hear you. Okay, just making sure my phone's a little weird. Um, so I was talking with a friend a few days ago and we had been discussing how, um, he was like, do you know what the generalized uh, music is for everyone in the world? And I was like, no, like, what is it? And he goes, silence. And that hit me hard because it just, I mean, like, I don't know, it was just very profound for me. And so I kind of took a poem I had and rewrote it into, kind of the same message, um, and here we go. I found magic in the tragedy, allowing sparks of reality to shine brighter than the dark, a journey to embark. Starting as mystery to begin, I discovered a story held from within, deciphering powers made from silence, one that followed so many riots, a piece that couldn't be made as it was meant to stay, 
I played the mind's war with arguments in a roar, but it was time to restore a me that had been lost due to avoidance's tragic cost. A heart once confused, just needed desire and a lit fuse. A way to mend the bruised with moments to begin from sincerity, I dedicated me to my life entirely. For this choice was finally mine. No longer did I choose every other side, but I stood for myself, a resistance ending follow or else. The power was now found in voice, the one allowed as the right of choice. With words to be spoken and demons to be broken, the understanding of my heart overcame what tore me apart. A chapter of perfect rhythm and harmony, silence became my demise's clarity. As the chatter in my mind became quiet to claim as mine, I left the age of disruption and all the past of my corruption and my mind's control of deception. And with admittance, admittance I found the power of standing my ground, leaving the age of dreams and the life made of fairy tale scenes. I became my own, finding the magic of being alone. I left the ignorance of neglect, for knowledge was mine to collect. As the last of my resentments left, the blanket of fear became courage undoubtedly clear. As the warrior I held within made use of where I'd been, I left the age of silence as I became my own alliance. With honesty from the lips, I parted ways with the kiss of death, an aliveness felt with every breath. I found the key I hadn't been ready yet to see. It was the truth of belief that was taken with greed. That life was never about worldly things, rather what it meant to be aligned with the beating that tells you you're alive. The sound I had searched so hard to find wasn't made by thoughts held loud or from a voice spoken loud, but a heart is peace, one where all noise came to cease. And that is the end. That was dope. Thank you. Kay, I love your work so much. I, I have to say, every week you always deliver something so powerful, and, and this was this was just equally as powerful. And I really liked your inspiration for it tonight. Um, I feel like it captured a different aspect of your writing, like a different angle. So this was, this was, this was an amazing piece. Thank you. Yeah. I was finishing up literally right before um, I was called. So I really appreciate it. I was nervous, but I was like, I have to say this one. I have to. So. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Kay. As always, you are bringing more and more of yourself out with each piece and it's becoming a uh, staple of our Wednesday nights. Thank you, that means a lot. I appreciate it. All right, uh, Phil, if you are ready, the floor is yours. Um, can I uh, go next round? I'm not even home yet, and uh, my shit's on uh, uh, pen and paper, fortunately. All right, no problem, Phil, thank you. Uh, Benny Lou, if you are ready. Yes, I am. Hi, everyone. Um, it's uh, Penelu from South Africa. I'm really glad that I could make it today. The time is 2 a.m. in the morning and I'm just not feeling myself, but I really wanted to be part of this group. Um, my poem today is titled An Angel with Shattered Wings. It's really a dedication to all those who are fighting a little harder for the eradication of racism and any injustices because Black lives matter and indeed all lives matter. As a South African, I know your struggles firsthand. So here we go. An angel with shattered wings. What is an angel without her wings? What is a book without pages? What is life without breath? An angel with shattered wings is still an angel. Beauty stippled and marked out with scars is still beauty. A voice without a sound, it's still a voice. 
it all comes down to perception. What I perceive as my voice does not require a sound or vibration to validate that it is. My voice moves and flows as an outward manifestation of my inner essence. An angel, a voice, beauty, these can arise from dissolute, empty spaces. They form and rise in response to oppression, opposition, denial, and suppression. They rise as a form of declaration of defiance. Their presence is there to remind the rest how power can manifest itself in beautiful, unassuming ways. In a whisper, wisdom echoes. In an angel, beauty is found. In a voice, power and conviction is expressed. In beauty, admiration and self-acceptance is experienced. In shattered wings, restoration is found. To push beyond the barriers, to soar in your brokenness, to desperately look for redemption and love. In shattered wings, echoes of long, long lost power of flight is found. Who is to say that shattered wings can never mend again? Who is to say hope is lost in shattered dreams? Who is to say silence is found in long lost voices? Who is to say age fades away beauty? Who is to say the intangible is less powerful than the tangible? Who is to say I will never rise from the fall that broke my wings? Thank you. Danny Lou, um, this was wow, this had me this had me floored. This was this was incredible. I just said in the chat, um, what a summation of our times. Uh, you know, just really, really powerful, incredible work. So relevant, um, inspiring. You were inspiring. Thank you so much. You know, it's been such a struggle the past four months. We were in the midst of the pandemic um, and everything that has been happening in the USA, you know, you are us, we are you. So, so I am moved, I am touched. I don't know how you stomach it on a daily basis, what is in front of you. I, I honestly don't know. I am shattered as I am, as far away as I am. So I felt in honor of you guys, in honor of Black Panther, in honor of, you know, George and everyone who has passed on, I needed to be present for this one today. And, and yeah, keep up, keep up, fight, fight a bit harder for what belongs to you. Amen to that. Thanks. I just want to say, you know, 2 a.m., um, not feeling well, but just wanting to be here, uh, Thank you. I, I think we all needed that message and it's, it's so appreciated because it is tough to uh, stomach seeing what we see and dealing what we deal with on a daily basis. So to understand that we have people across the world who are seeing that, have understood it and are fighting alongside us, uh, it gives us an extra bit of fervor uh, to continue this fight. So thank you, Benny Lou. My pleasure. We are all one, ultimately. Yes. Yes, we are. All right. Uh, with that being said, 
it is my turn. So again, uh, Richard Pogue or Imperial Lefty, uh, this piece is called Quelled and Stirred. And I, I think the, the initial reason behind this is just that uh, storms have power. And sometimes you just have to realize when we're powerless and how to still appreciate being able to witness things like that. Quelled and stirred. Quell, storm, heart. Kiss these dreams awake and slay these nightmares with love. Quell, storm, heart. Hold your demons tightly and pray that your guardians have no fear. Quell, storm, heart. Cut ties and wrists that hold poison and lick old wounds with the memories that have salted them. Quell, storm, heart. Be in awe of her nature and her fury. Taste her rain and her fire and her mercilessness. Winds quell storms and hearts and all the things that are left beneath. Witness what comes and what goes with the wind and the rain. Witness what remains, what holds tightly, what holds rooted, what holds and holds and holds. Thank you. Richard, that line, witness what remains, that one really hit me today. And I think it's because after everything I've seen in the last week, the idea of seeing what, le what is left behind as being indicative of a legacy or being indicative of strength or, 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 or identity. Um, I don't know this, this poem, Richard, I, I really felt this one, man. I, I, as I feel all your work, but incredible. Much appreciated, Jonathan. Um, I, like I said in the past, uh, just filling in the, uh, the cracks in the concrete. Uh, t taking what is old and making it relevant for the current times. I really like. Me, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh no, I wanted to say for me the the, the title itself, you know, it, it brings out all sorts of emotions. You know, you quilled instead. Up to what level you 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 can give as much as you can up to a certain point. I just love love the title just on its own. Yeah, so I really, really liked it. I felt like it was basically saying that, you know, we all have these terrible memories that we think are holding us back, but we have the choice to either, you know, keep them in our, like, in our souls and allow it to bring us down, or we can conquer them, look the salt of the wounds, and just really rise with a pounding of a heart that's the sound of a storm is kind of what I took from that, and I just thought it was really, really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That concludes round one um all i'm going to say is if you are if you have just joined us uh feel free to message me of whether or not you are staying in the audience or if you would like to perform uh if not we will get started with round two so that brings us back to pinky if you have any more work for us tonight the floor is yours hello this piece is called my mind body and i and it was like a writing prompt um, 
from Rupee Core. I prop myself up on the chair, hair tied back, hand between my fingers, physically ready to start the day. No, my mind refuses to cooperate. He said he'd call. I tagged over my shoulders towards the phone. The screen remains blank, no new notifications. My body empathizes with me, letting the heart sink for a moment. Just for a moment, we let our guards down. And that is all it takes. The voices brought in, starting off as whispers, it's all your fault, you're boring, you're worthless, you're over-emotional. No wonder he left you, you'll never find love. They grow louder and louder, one after another, then one over another, all tangled up in knots, until my mind can no longer tell what's real and what's not. My body is scared, it's curled up in a corner, hiding away from the intruder. I inhale sharply as I feel my throat tighten. I have two choices. One, I retreat with my body. We'll be wrecked with an onslaught of sobs and tears, knocked down as the not good enoughs pile up on top of us. Who knows if we'll ever get up again? That sounds awful, so let's go with option number two. Get out of the armor, prepare for a fight. My body stands up tall, this loyal soldier always half my back. No, you're all wrong. We say firmly, reclaiming our confidence and authority. The resistance takes them by surprise. Now, we'll show them what we're really made of. They up a lifetime's word of self-love and appreciation, wear them around our fists like brass knuckles. We knock them all down one by one until it's just the two of us standing. We drag them by their feet and dump them afar, carefully shutting the door behind us and clasping the chain flop for extra security. We give each other a fist pump before heading back to the room to check on our mind. Finally, it looks like we're all ready for a relaxing day, the three of us together, my mind, body, and I. That's the end. I, I loved that. I love that so much. Um, I, I liked where you were saying that, like, you're all wrong and you use the voice of authority. Um, I, I feel like my self-esteem has really gone down the shitter <laughs> lately. Um, this was something that I really needed to hear and just be like, you know, when I hear have those awful thoughts that, you know, try to defeat me that they don't need to and they don't have the right to. I have the right to, you know, remain alive and use use the love I have for all parts of me to be my power. And so I really, yeah. really felt that. That's exactly how I felt as well. So I'm glad I resonated with you. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Pinky, I just have to say really quick. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of the singer Anna Nalik. But you remind me a lot of her work. Um, she was, oh, famous, yeah, she was a famous singer in the early two thousands, uh, and and she actually she actually focused on creative writing later on in her career. Um, and uh, yeah, your work is so indicative of that kind of style. It's it's personal, it's relationship based. There's interesting dynamics that go on that are based on like you know like relationships between people, and I I, I love it. And you always capture it so effectively. <laughs> Thank you. Could you drop me the name of the um, artist on the chat? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Lovely work, Pinky. Um, and John, once you're done typing that, you're up next. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Rich.
Hey everybody, it's John again, uh, Instance in the Phrase. I want to take a quick second to do something I normally wouldn't do, but just because I really think that people would appreciate it. If you guys could check out my YouTube channel, it's the Agoraphobic Fanboy. Um, I do a lot of, uh, well, right now I'm doing media reviews, but I am going to be incorporating a poetry and art section soon. So if you guys are interested, please check it out. Uh, that would mean a lot to me because um, all of your opinions and your voices mean so much to me coming here every week. Um, that being said, uh, I'm going to read my next piece to you. It's called um, No Place. And it actually has to do with the dynamics that I feel that I've um, encountered here with you guys feeling a kindred sense of purpose now as a writer. And um, well, let's see what you think. Uh, this is No Place. Uncertainty has no place upon wings of words with wisdoms like birds which carry their burdens while soaring above most heads confess through wavering winds from explicit fears now risen, majestic as they are dangerous in flight when appearing true, still streaked across that sky, sharing dreams soon fallen after, every sentence gains momentum hurling back towards earth so scared. Our journeys always crash if believing weight has purpose, beyond gaining further meaning for allowing leaps we pen, drafting heavens over lands, grounding minds whose whispers linger, Within earshot, once ascending, judging angels high on terms. Owning demons, shooting blanks up at pride beyond most angles. Even close or nearly landing, passions climbed among thick clouds. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Uh, drafting heavens. Uh, I, I love any phrase that gives um, physical purchase to otherwise... Um, ethereal things it, uh, i love the idea of just you know humanity actually having its way thank you rich this my my poems always dabble in uh, strange ethereal or spiritual imagery i i would i would i would argue that a majority of my poetry deals with some sort of spiritual angle even the narrative-based poetry so uh, i i appreciate that my friend you always just slay the day on our Wednesdays. And so I'm always just like, get really deep in thought after you perform. And so I just wanted to let you know that like your, your work is incredible and keep it up. Oh, thank, thank, thank you, Kay. That means a lot. That means a lot. I, I try and here I am always like beating myself up like, oh, I can't write and my work is shit. So <laughs> it means a lot to get some inspiration from you guys. And as Phil put in the, uh, the chat that was dope oh, yeah i have to add to um and this is no disrespect to any of your prior work jonathan because it's all excellent but these 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 last two pieces in particular have been um to me from my perspective the, the best i've heard from you I, I i feel as well that you've changed or adjusted or or maybe are playing around with a different cadence in your delivery as well it feels it it, it I'm, I'm, or maybe it's just landing with me differently but it's it's um it's uh it's it's awesome it's just i'm, I'm speechless I, I this is good stuff vocabularical coming from you that means that, that means everything because I, I i i view you as like the rock star so that, that means that means the world to me my friend awesome awesome all right uh okay if you have more lovely work for us the floor is yours all right um this one is just kind of like um just a battle between 
the two parts that I feel I have, I have one of good and then I have one that's really just wrong and needs to go in a corner and leave and just stay there. Um, so this is kind of about that. A mind's war is humble or sometimes seen unfair, but I chose this fight because wrongs can be made right. A lone wolf differs from a wolf alone, the one that stands proud on its own, has its own voice with wisdom gained from choice, makes memories to stay, always smiling through the pain, dances with emotions ride, but isn't afraid to cry, lets the tears roll when life takes its toll because it becomes strength that's found in the soul. The wolf after worldly sins is the one meant to be alone, but feed and ego, ego will be grown. Making love turns to stone with heart to play its part. Destruction breaks the heart, a loneliness felt from the start. It carries the misery as its companion, lust and desire to binge and sin. A wolf alone, destined to lose, plays a life of resentment that can't be refused. A mind's war is a decision of choice, which leads to power as you feed the lone wolf, the one of right. The one of love that's meant to fight, it'll match the tenacity of the heart with strength that can't be torn apart. You'll become the one you raised, the one that couldn't be phased. The wolf you knew you could be, the one that ultimately set you free. And that is the end. That was really good, Kay. I'm liking your stuff recently. It's pretty good. I mean, like all your stuff is good. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Uh, Benny Lou, I don't know if you have any more work for us tonight, but uh, it is your turn if you so choose. Yeah, I have something. You know, what I tend to think is that when we are caught up in our own drama, we, we forget the little ones that are looking up to us. We forget to be transparent. We forget to communicate. We forget to explain things at their level. So this is really dedicated to the lost child. That's the title. The lost child. She's five or six. Oh, it doesn't matter anymore. She is lost, confused, wide-eyed and terrified. She's asking in her head, wanting to know, to understand why. She's looking to her mother for answers. Her mother is too caught up in her own drama to notice that her child is drowning. Drowning under the haze of confusion and unspoken words. She asks, why mama? Why are we running, hiding once again? Is it not my father, this monster? Tell me what to believe. Do I believe what I see or what I feel? Do I feel at all? Take heart, child, I hear you. I feel your pain and confusion. I hear your screams of frustration, all packed up nicely in your head. It doesn't make sense, does it? I understand, child, because long, long ago, I was this lost child. Thank you. I have to that apologize. So My voice keeps breaking. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. It keeps breaking halfway through. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm emotional today. <laughs> I thought that was so beautiful. And I really um, was able to relate in, in like a separate way where I just, I grew up watching you know, my mom take my dad's crap day after day after day and her not being able to stand her ground and then me in the background trying to stand up for her. Um, and it's, a, it's very painful as a child to go through that. And it's, what's cool though, is my mom has finally found her independence and her voice and she's not afraid to, you know, stand up to my dad when he's out of line. And, and I just really like this poem and want you to know that it, it really stuck out to me. Thank you so much. I'm also from a very toxic um, home where my father was very abusive to my mom. 
she also found the strength to you know to cut the ties and and i look up to her she's passed on uh, it's 23 years this year and i was still young but i'm very grateful for the lessons that she taught me without saying too much so you know you grow up and you understand she was caught up in her own drama but even now with everything that is going on we are so caught up in wanting to do things right and set things right for the generation that is coming but at the same time we forget to also engage them to be part of the work that we are you know trying to take to make a better world for 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 them Fanny Lou, um, I want to just say this really super quick because I know we 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 got a we got a limit, but I I just want to say there is such a dignity to your delivery and what you say and the, the 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 how you how you say it in your words and the words you use your word choice. This was so incredible. I, I both your poems blew me away tonight, and um, I just want you to know I identify completely with the idea of uh, a tumultuous household. I too grew up in that type of a scenario this really hit home with me and your your work and your platform and your message is absolutely beautiful and please always always follow that muse thank you so so much i have a book i will write it out on the on the chat and the poems are in that book please do but thank you i truly appreciate from the bottom of my heart Thank you so much, Penny Lou. I know that your your most recent piece resonates on so many different levels, both from toxic homes and toxic societies, and actually having the youth involved in understanding how to actually make those situations better. So thank you for bringing that to light. All right. And it is now my turn. Um, this is a piece I queued up um, for for just my daily post, um, going back through poems that I wrote about four or five years ago. And the title is Gag Order slash Gag Reflex. And thinking back to probably when this was written, it probably had something to do with the current political state of things. If not, it just had to do with society and its toxicity and lack thereof for uh, reform. <clears throat> Gag order, reflex. Stealing hearts, corrupting minds, occupying time, wasting breath. Idly sipping lattes, getting turned or simply turning. Showing trendy amounts of skin, shedding allegations and pounds like the snakes they claim they've disconnected from. Famous for fame's sake. Famous for every breath they take, either theirs or some poor fan. Some poor fool. Some poor follower whose top story is sitting at rock bottom for the prices that they paid for almost immortality. But these words are wasted. Drunk driving through the interwebs, but nowhere near society's cul-de-sac. Cozy and alone and away from reality. Human garbage wearing the latest fashions, gaudy and gold, worshiping the false idol few. 
Maybe I've become one of them. But I'll never say. The end. I liked how you compared like a rock bottom kind of to being immortality. Because I feel like for me, at least, it's, I felt that way where it almost feels so unreal that there's no way this is humanity. That it's really just so distraught to the point where it's either like, do I deem it insanity or do I deem it immortality? Um, and so I really, I really like what you read. Thank you, Kay. Um, yeah, it, I think back to it, um, it definitely had more to do with uh, toxic social media and it's in the, just the poor use of it. Like it has so many benefits when used properly and so many detriments when uh, used otherwise. Yeah, Rich, I really liked you talking about this topic. I mean, there's always a fire in your words, man. There's, there's always such passion when you, when you write. And then to hear you talk about this was, was really interesting. It was, a little, it was a little different, I felt, but it was, it was, you know, again, like a testimony to your talents. Like it was just equally as effective, if not like even more so in the extent that you made it, um, you know, your eloquence like brings out the nuances in this you know, these feelings that people have about something that I, I think is, is, a, is sort of like a universal understanding about like, you know, media and stuff like that. I, I really love this piece, man. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah, uh, because it is an older piece, I think that's why it sounds a bit different. But obviously, like I said, just filling in the concrete. Uh, with that being said, vocabularical, the floor is yours. Thank you. Um, what a night it's been. Um, <clears throat> every week feels like a like a like, like an escalation. Like we are we are all like like achieving, ascending like super saiyans, right? Bigate no Goku. But um, the piece I'm going to read right now is. Um, so last week was a really bad week. Oh, first of all, my name is Vocabularical. <clears throat> Rather, um, that's what I go by. And uh, last week was a really rough week. Um, I know for the world and particularly this country, the, the United States, <clears throat> um, and for black folks. And, uh, you know, we, we began the week with Jacob Blake last week, and we ended the week with Chadwick Boseman. <clears throat> passing away. Um, so it was just a really, it was, I was kind of tailspinning last week, um, really hard finding it, I'm really finding myself challenged um, to find center, right? To, to, to find, um, to find a reason not to, not to cling to nihilism, right? And so anyway, um, this piece I, I, I'd like to share with you tonight, it's, it's entitled, <clears throat> Dear Chadwick Bozeman, and it is a, um, I guess it's a, it's just words and, and feelings and thoughts that I had, I had immediately felt upon learning about his, his passing away. <clears throat> oh, some things just don't make sense, y'all. Um, okay, here we go. Dear Chadwick Bozeman. I never met you, 
And it isn't really that I ever knew you, nor was it you were the first and only. Denzel is the George of my cinematic esteem, a founding father of ebony and silver. I rushed more for Morgan and Sam, James and Jamie too. So many monumental moments. Until you pounced on the screen in 2013, clad in the cleats of history, belting bold soul song, loud and proud, lending lawful leverage toward tipping the scales of justice to the oppressed, yes, as presidential as any pioneer, cataloged in the chronologue of black meteors, earning your space in a streak of space, sliding between bases and noble burdens, a protector of legacy and lineage, reminding us our strides, where we've come from and where we must keep going to get home. An Afrofuturism in the rhythm of clear skies and sunrise, we are the genetics of redemption, the technology of unity, the blueprint of audacity. You bore something I cannot fathom. A sacrifice in silence. While you gave the world everything and the future even more. Why you? I wonder if you knew. We missed each other, lapsing. You moved through stages alone while performing in ensembles shadowed by the brilliance you cast. You owned the stage. And now we grieve together while reconciling insufferable emotions, shocked because of the genius of your performance. This stage owns me. I can't move past denial. Where, where do I force this fury? Fierce and focused, you fell to the fallacy of fairness. That hard work and a generous heart are the recipe to a long-lived life. That fearing God forces fickle fate to finagle fatality far from now into the future. That fighting for freedom means freedom from fighting. I could faint from the futility of it all. Fixed in the fissure of my faults and failures, what's the point? What's the calculus of good and evil? the cause of cosmic consequence. The hand seems heavier, the darker the complexion. I'm not saying I'm bad, but I'm certainly less good. I think about the times I failed to act through and upon the nonsense I've centered, the piddling conflict I have with others, how much space I've consumed complaining about the pettiest things, how many charities I don't give to, Sense I don't round up, children I don't mentor, all my abuses of self-indulgence. I don't know why it had to be you. I could give you a roster, 
my name tops the list in any order, alphabetical or immoral, of who should not still be here to see you gone first. Just know this, something follows from every colon, even cancerous ones, it must. Know you leave nothing behind, except for we who live on in the space you gave us to stretch, to sing, to fight, to roar, such that when my time comes, I will have offered more before the afterthought to Chadwick Aaron Bozeman. That's all. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Uh, vo vocabularical. Do you know the whole story about rock concerts where, you know, Free Bird is the encore. You ever hear that whole thing? Well, when you read your poetry, you're 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 the you're like the the main event encore, man. You're the Free Bird song. Um, the lighters come out. It's um, it's transcendent. And this poem, I I read it on your Instagram, and and I loved reading it. But I have to say, and, I, and I'm being honest with you, it's incredible on paper. It's phenomenal read out loud. Um, I absolutely could not say anything other than this poem is legit incredible. It, I think it blew everybody's mind and it moved me. You're, 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 you're fantastic. <laughs> you're fantastic, man. Thank you so much. Very kind. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just going to say this, and then I'll, I'll leave the, the floor for anybody else who wants to say something. No, no time limit on this. Um, when, when someone reads or hears, because I, I felt how much energy it took for you to, to, to sort of like rev the engines and, and, get, and get to the point where you could perform this. Mm -hmm. um, and when I think about pieces like this or that are in this realm, mm -hmm. I wish the world didn't need so much pain and tragedy to happen in order for us to experience something like that. I, I hate that this had to happen in order to drag that sort of performance out of you. I, I, I'm speechless. Um, there were a few lines in there that I just like held on to. I had to write them down and like put quote marks over it because they're so beautiful. And it was something along the lines of, I sacrifice in silence the future evermore. And the, what's the point, the calculus of wrong and right? That just like hit me so hard. And I think like overall, the whole night has been about using our own voice and really standing up for what we believe in and, and staying true to ourselves. And I just, I'm really grateful for you sharing that because I needed to hear a couple of those, like well, the whole thing, obviously, but like a, a lot of what's been going on tonight in our show has just been unreal and you guys are amazing. And that was just beautiful. Thank you for sharing it and having the courage to do so. Thanks for being present. <clears throat> Okay, and everyone. Yeah. It's too much. Oh. It's too much. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, man. It just doesn't make sense. Um, 
with, with that being said, and how about we take about uh, an extra 30 seconds to uh, to decompress and to, to give a moment for um, for everything that we've gained and lost from Mr. Bozeman. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Phil, the floor is yours. Um, okay. <clears throat> Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Phil, or um, Mephistopheles uh, on Tumblr, which I normally don't mention, but um, today is important that I say that because instead of doing my normal rap thing, I decided to try to completely switch up everything and I'm redoing Faust. So um, I'm going to read some of that now. It's long, but I'm just going to read the opening monologue. Um, okay. <clears throat> the sky is peeling back sunlight begging to melt, a sober feeling of lack. Far too long I've suffered and felt. It's the belts of God across my back. Oh, Faust, oh, why must men knowledge lack? I've kept on track. I've studied books thick as lard. I've tried to find truth, as if I were investigating Scotland Yard. To think hard, to drink nothing hard, to stay up late, but not in revelry with your chuckling friends, but with books by people who you've read, but never have met you, or care a stitch in an open wound. If that wound was yours, I'll surface soon. I'm not depressed, don't worry. I'll come back to a reality where it's possible to think of things as being able to be enjoyed without cutting them apart to see what they're made of. This is a crusade type of love. The type of churning quest that'll turn the best into a pile of burning unrest. Sober but untamed. Ain't done a shot of whiskey, but got a mouth full of flame. I don't even want fame. I want to simply train my brain to love the pain. No gods, no gains. <clears throat> There remains no people in the blood-soaked plains. Trains carry us while carrying rust. Work is a must, but who to trust when it rains? To stand still on a hill <clears throat> of the still steady plains, savagely compassionate for the people of the slain. Loved ones, compared to the mud huts, blood shots to your, blood shuts your eyes to the rough bucks that close around your house in the midnight hour when your lord of kings of thrones was writing to meet you if certain <clears throat> of their demands weren't met on time or a place that time forgot to charge and looks as though a young hungry you 
you were when your wife didn't hate you for not being the bear that tore down her front door and ate all the cookies her mother made for her with the kind of love and attention that a serial killer shows a cast iron pot you must wash without soap and get an iron to your stir fry. And of course you must add as much iron as you can because behind all the tanning oil and cigarette lines you really are a good mother who knows her strengths and won't judge your stupid fucking whore of a daughter for any stupid fucking marriage choices she makes, even if it is that bitch whore motherfucking loser who would be a more of a loser if not married to your fucking angelic daughter who makes you prouder than that painting of a deer you did once when you used a watercolor medium in blue and orange and your friend Jill asked you if you were on mushrooms when you painted it and you all had a good laugh but from then on, you thought a little less of Jill because what a basic observation. The end. What a basic observation. Dang. I liked this a lot. It was kind of um, like, a, like a lighter one um, to the night, at least from what I gathered from it. But I really enjoyed it because, A, I really enjoy curse words. <laughs> and I've been wanting to write more with poems that have that kind of language and I've always been fearful of it and so I think it was honestly courageous in my eyes to um do that and I thought I just thought it was really really great um I yeah I so thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, especially people from Alberta <laughs> thank you Phil um I, I I love how you sort of always come in and you almost ensure that we fill in the full spectrum of both theme and tone, uh, no matter what the night is. And I, I think that that just shows how, how such a wide variety of backgrounds can just come in and still have a like-minded outlook on the power of words. So I, I'm glad you were able to come in tonight and uh, be a part of it. Oh, thank you. All right, with that being said, Ali, the floor is yours. Yeah, um, wow, you guys are <laughs> amazing. I don't know how to follow any of you, but um, okay, so I'm going to read this piece that I wrote um, yesterday. It's the first piece I've written in weeks. I've been having a really hard time to write um, because I had a relapse in and a health issue I have, and I just wasn't very motivated for anything. Um, so I wrote this piece, um, and it doesn't really have, I guess it's Lady Moon is the title, um, and it's about, I mean, I'm a person who really finds it interesting how people have different perspectives on the same things, and so it's, um, talking to someone who maybe doesn't appreciate things as much as I do. So here it goes. Shooting stars in plasma waves. I saw the moon yesterday night. It was wonderful and terrifying all at once. Now I'm sure you'll tell me all about how you've seen it already. How the silence takes up all of space and swallows up all the particles. I'm sure you'll bury the names of the dead as only a true black hole could. The distances between your world and my world will melt into approximations as gravity confounds inertia. 
Slowly, you'll waddle the Earth's poles, using the magnets you hold dear to induce an early pole flip. But let me tell you, Soul Eater, let me tell you that the stars aren't beautiful because they challenge time itself. Let me tell you how lonely they must feel to be grouped into constellations with strangers light years away. Listen, Soul Eater, really listen to the sound of the snow as it rushes down treetops, whitewashed flakes and all. Maybe then you'll learn to love Our Lady Moon as I do. And that's it. I really love the imagery here that I had at least, you know, um, and like the comparisons of the stars being in the sky with all these strangers all around, yet being able to defy time and remain shining. Um, I, I really liked it. And it, it gave me like a new perspective, I guess, as well that, you know, when we're appreciating the world around us, it's not just about what we see, it's also what we hear. And I think you really brought that um, with power to this, to your poem. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Allie, this was damn gorgeous. This, this poem was a living canvas. That's really what this was. There was every, everybody was saying it in the chat too. The images here are just so profound, so stark, so vivid. And um, there's almost a, there, there's this interesting mix of whimsy almost mixed with this, the more serious uh, thematic elements that you were working with in this poem. And I love the way you applied them. Uh, incredible work, Allie. Yeah, thank you. I think I was trying to show also how some people don't take the time to appreciate it and try to change what they can without trying to understand it, um, which was the whole pole flip thing. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing, Ali. And I'm, I'm glad that you were able to come in tonight and hopefully find some solace in getting, um, just getting the community aspect of everything. Um, all right, so uh, that concludes the end of round two. So we are back at the top of our rotation. So Pinky, if you have any more work for us, the floor is yours. I don't have any more for tonight. All right, thank you. Jonathan? Yeah, I have, I have, I have some poems here. Um, I, uh, okay. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna read, um, I'm gonna read a, a prose piece to you guys, um, if you bear with me. Um, I'm just finding it here on my Tumblr. Um, I, I wanna share it with you because uh, when, I, when I initially posted it to my Tumblr, um, I, I don't think, I don't think many people actually read it or or rather I should say read between the lines um I, I as I as I mentioned earlier most of my poems deal with faith and spirituality um I I do have a very deep spiritual side to myself and um uh and and, and faith as well and um I, I think that sometimes people hear you're a person of faith um, and, uh, you know, you follow uh, religion or whatever, and they automatically assume X, Y, and Z. But um, I think my religion is something that is, 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 is universal in the sense that it, it resides in the human heart. And that is the, the power of art to redeem and to bring us further together, which this podcast so wonderfully shows us every Wednesday night. 
So this, this, this is called God is my witness. And it is indeed uh, uh, an assertion of my faith in God, but um, a, a portrait of God that is loving and encompassing, non-biased and accepting of all of us. So uh, here it goes. Belief is an error in judgment, as faith is the fear which sings, a means of admonishing reason to nurture what soul gets lost. It is beyond this strange discovery I catch my God at rest, sleeping beneath these memories of a life whose dreams make words, pure phrases set out loud along pages of raw feelings inspired not by sacrifice, but pursuit of a Lord unknown, whispers amid worry, conviction out of darkness, peace too undeserving for a man whose art costs work, and yet his glory dictates like passion from empty space, setting my fate into motion with a muse whose needs grow worse. Her orbit finds me reeling at the center of doubt incarnate, juggling terms unsettling while Christ pours wine from sound, each syllable an uttered gift, miraculous as they are fleeting, sweet but never perfect, for heaven holds secrets well. My suspicions of something greater drive pain pronounced as gospel, embellished across my margins as marvels revealing sin. Such questions aren't bad, it's their truth which has me running. I'm biding time expressing missing angels found through prose. Aged as finest spirits, flowing rich like rivers endless, shallower than I'd promised, touting praises verse should fake. No sentence written well ever told of hell within us, implied only between wisdoms spoken shyly veiling dread. How death will always come, stealing further things of beauty undermining seeking purpose by preserving flesh past tense. And books, they hide those scars without witness but our Father, a deity so expressive, Bibles bleed their worth on stage, a church where hearts can burst, hearing triumph came before them, learning endings penned by devils were just drafts our souls could read. I confess my only choice had these poems drink of scripture. Spilling answers better swallowed since divinity always lasts. And that's my piece. I really, really enjoyed that. When you, there was this line that said, their questions aren't wrong, but is the one that has me running. Um, I had to like take a second and like gather my thoughts specifically to that line. Um, because for so long, I was running and running and running and it was like everyone was questioning why why I was running you know but it was like I couldn't stop running because I didn't even want to hear them questioning me um and I think the same that's kind of how it was for me and my my spiritual search um that for a long time I was running away from God for so long um and he was never wrong but he scared me and so I continued running I guess and so um this was very, very profound to me, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Kay. I, I just to clarify, I mean, the the poem, or rather the prose piece, I should say, I guess, it, 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 it's always really focusing on, see, again, I always, I always put the stipulation in there of that dichotomy of faith versus disbelief. I mean, we all, all of us struggle with it, every single one of us, whether we are a person of faith or a person of, uh, of no faith, um, or, or, or rather a person who, who doesn't, you know, necessarily believe in any sort of divinity. We all struggle with this, with this concept. And I, I, that's where I come in my writing, where I find 
that living voice of God or the universe, if you will, however you want to phrase it, in art. And we do run from those questions that make us doubt because we fear that the questions are going to make us lose that faith. But it's in those questions. It's in exploring them and divulging them and explaining them through words and exploring them that we often find the presence of what is something beyond. So. Thank you, John. As a, <clears throat> uh, I don't want to say that I lack faith only because I believe that you can have faith in non uh, divine things. So I, I, I can have faith in a mission that's based in, you know, just physical actions or, you know, personal relationships and things of that nature. So uh, initially, I wanted to say uh, I'm more of a man of fortune than I am a man of faith, but I, I definitely can understand where where you come from, because faith is both the easiest and the hardest thing to have. As you're it's almost thinking like, well, I always have an umbrella, but what happens when I don't see the storm? But without getting too waxing and philosophical, Kay, if you have another piece, the floor is yours. So I, I was just running through some of my documents of ones that I have, and this is a journal post, and I barely read into it before um, you called my name, but I'm just going to be bold and read it. So it's kind of like my journaling, but I turn it, I use a lot of rhyming in it, so um, that's what this will be. And it's called To Begin Again. To begin again seems like it will never end. A tangle of lies and a mess, but straight as I was blessed. Facing the problems head on, I'll try to embrace, to embrace what made this wrong. But what if I'm not meant to belong, nor do I even want to? I just want someone to tell, someone to guide me through. And with the power of God, I'll make it so long. I've been dealing with a lot. I have to remember that though these times are rough, I'll find the path to Oz. Hoping I'll be free, no longer held with blasphemy, I believe for so long. A shoulder to cry with each unraveling lies I took on this ride. A trauma to burn one by one as the words I repeat, I'm done. With hope I've clung, but it was the person who I gave in to faith, only to be tracked and defaced. I properly wonder, and if so, why am I with an addiction that took off and ran? But as I accepted defeat, forgetting the demons I keep, my mind was fully in fight as I strived for the light. I know I'm still a warrior and able to break, but it's as if I came awake, unleashing the truth I didn't seek. Blind as I refused to be weak, but a treat was realized a trick, a game from a man so sick. He took his pride and loved seeing me cry, so he held me hostage in a way I can't explain. So instead, for now, I'll choose to dance through the rain and just wish he wasn't to blame. It's partial to real as my addiction continued to reel until I came to ignoring his lies grew. Until I was deemed ready for the demons he'd been embedding, I breathed forgetting, exhaled the remembering with life I take back dealing with the matter of fact. And that's kind of, I mean, it's not really anything, but um, <laughs> kind of funny actually is reading towards the end of it. Um, I wouldn't have normally picked this, but um, basically I was referring to my addiction as a man. Um, and that like, as my addiction became more real to me, it was also almost like a movie scene that was just made of nightmares and, and nothing good. Um, and I felt hostage, I really did, um, towards my addiction. And so I think this is kind of what that journal post was about. Um, so yeah, thanks for letting me share. It's random, but it is what it is. How can you say it's not anything? It's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you.
don't know how your journals um journal entries are like so beautiful because mine's just ramblings <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much yeah i i normally would have re-read it before i you know write it out loud but i i just i felt like i needed to so thank you guys definitely okay uh as soon as you said i'm that you were going to be bold and read it i was like yes be bold there there are no setbacks here thank you i appreciate it Okay, I like the idea of the personification that you used in it of your addiction. That was really interesting. Um, I mean, it, it's like everybody's been saying, and like Richard mentioned, like like every week you bring um, a new facet or a new part of yourself to these words. And the journaling, I think, is a great um, it's a great avenue to be able to tap into this because it it it's it's there's no you know i feel like you don't you don't put up like a pretense Kay. you know you just you're very honest with what you say you're very truthful and raw and that that that's sometimes i find myself having a difficult time being as honest if that makes sense because i sometimes i feel like i am writing to an audience and i don't always think that's a good thing you don't really want to write to an audience you want to write to yourself and that's why, you know, everybody in the chat was just now like, this is most certainly not nothing. This is, you know, this is not, this is, this is something, this is something that is really meaningful. And clearly it, it, it explores um, you in a very beautiful and complex way. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. Maybe I'll start writing some more journal posts. Um, I've been thinking about posting them on like Tumblr and such, but I wasn't sure if that would take away the purpose of why I write in journal in the first place. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kay. All right. Uh, Benny Lou, I know it is getting closer to 3 a.m., but if you are still up and able, uh, the floor is yours. <laughs> yeah, just to, to wrap up now, this one is very short, and it's uh, titled Every Day. May we see beauty in everyday encounters. May we find time to reflect on the grace of God. May we learn to see beauty in ourselves every day. May God's grace and mercy lead us all the days of our lives. May the blessings go with us wherever we go. May we learn to do more, be more, and pursue what makes our hearts sing every day. Thanks. Oh, Ben and Lou, this was this was this was this was this was, this was fire. This was this was amazing. I, I I love how pious this was. And again, just like with all the other poems you read tonight, um, again, there's a there is a dignity there's 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 something majestic about your writing and i love that i love when when writing has a profound element to it that just comes across so vividly and and distinctly and um you know we we, we you bring up you you talk about religion and god in this and i and i really like that personally to show your faith and to and to show how you know, when we talk about religion, I think oftentimes people feel alienated sometimes if they're not, you know, if they're, if they're persons of, you know, lay people who don't necessarily believe, they feel, they feel alienated. But I don't ever think that should be the case because to me, art itself is a religion and an extension of God. And you so beautifully, beautifully conveyed that in your, 
in in your work and it and it and it, and it assumes and shows it demonstrates that togetherness we all have uh, it was beautiful thank you so much um yeah i think i'm i'm very much christian but i'm very accommodative of anyone who's spiritual um in south africa as you all know we have different cultures so we have different belief systems so for me what is important is for people to understand that there is a higher being there's something greater than what we are so if one believes that there's something higher whatever you want to name them or call them for me it's enough for us to understand there's a hand there's something directing us in a certain direction it, it's God to me to somebody else it can be something else and I'm accommodative and you know I allow for that because ultimately we are all moving towards somewhere and and you know we can't define for somebody else what they need to believe in but i felt you know today was such a heavy heavy session so maybe if we take away the fact that we need to be grateful on a daily basis we are alive we breathe we smile we can move on you know one step at a time but the fact that we are alive should just be enough for now Absolutely, Ben and Lou. I, I couldn't agree more with everything you said, and I identify very similarly to you. So that this was a, a very kindred piece. I felt very, very kindred to it. Thank you. Thank you, Benny Lou. That was, yes. Uh, I, I know Jonathan went on one of his lovely, um, I don't want to call it a tirade, but um, because it's much more positive than that, but uh, just everything that um, he alluded to. All right. I am next, and I'm trying to clean up my area. All right. uh, based on everything that's been going on tonight, both in the heaviness of certain themes and the humanity of everything, I was scrolling through a few um, snippets that I had uh, queued up earlier. Um, so the the prompt for this, came, I, I wrote this about... Uh, probably in the last 24 hours. And I was just thinking back to a time where uh, I, I felt betrayal uh, in the, the true definition. And that doesn't always mean that, you know, someone had actively like tried to, you know, theatrically like, like, oh, I was really this person all along. Mwahahaha. Um, more like I, they just revealed like their true self. And uh, this, is, this is how I felt about it. <clears throat> the underwhelming warmth of betrayal seeps deeply into my insomniac's dreamless scape. Every night I spend too many hours thinking about how everything you said was tainted. Tainted in a way that you yourself hid from yourself. And I saw the way your lies piled up in unending mounds where you no longer understood what sunlight was. You sat back and drank your insecurities and failed to get drunk. You never gave weight to the weight you put on others. You never gave weight to the way you melt, made and melted and forged and falsified and figured out and lost. You didn't understand how much you lost when you didn't believe that others would understand. You put a lie in front of your face and tried to hide and then it all came 
crumbling down in such a fantastical way. I, I truly wasn't even upset, and that's what's funny about it. Tragedy is comedy and timing, and you disappeared and came back, and it was fucking hilarious. And now you're healing, and I'm glad that you're healing, because hate has no sway on me. It's too heavy a burden to bear, and I try not to carry too much. So heal. Feel that you can be yourself. I know you ran away and had to come back and ran away and had to come back and had to burn a bridge and learn how to swim and learn how to breathe and learn how to fly. And maybe someday you'll land somewhere where your feet can find purchase. So even though I still think I lose sleep over the thoughts and the lies and how funny it was that I thought there was hope, I'm not upset because I can still laugh about the way we thought we could laugh about the way we'd ever find each other. The end. Richard, I don't know if it's something going around, but I too had a true betrayal in that sense of the term lately. And I think you found the words I was looking for in this poem that I could not find myself. And I think that's the highest praise I could ever give something. It was really, really, um, really powerful. And it was just spot on. Um, I, I'm in awe of how you can always capture, like I said in the past, like a particular place in time and, and this, or, or an idea, a passing thought, I should say, and elaborate on it so expressively. Thank you, Jonathan. It's, um, you know, taking 11 words and turning it into 200 or so. Um, yeah, but like betrayal sucks. Like it, it sucks for an instant until you you find the root of it all. And once you find the root, you you pluck it, and then you feel, and then you realize what the plant really was. So never holding yourself like you're accountable for your actions and you're accountable for your thoughts. You're not always accountable for the other half or the other parts of that equation. So, you know. Take uh, take everything with a grain of salt and try not to be so hard on yourself and try to find the the light, the light and the lesson in it. <laughs> with that being said, vocabularical, if you have more work for us, the floor is yours. I like to pass. Thank you. Always fair. Phil, that moves us to you. All right. So um, I I have a. Uh, another section of my play I would like to read for you all. My poet play, poetry play thing. I'm, I hope they'll, they'll turn it into an anime one day, but who knows. Okay. <clears throat> Mrs. Faust. Honey? Faust. Yes, dear? Mrs. Faust. I can hear you through the walls, you know. Are you high? Faust. I don't get high no more. A bong I couldn't keep. Been missing the bowl like pee on the seat. I'm just trying to flow through knowledge like creeks, though it's beginning to show that I might not reach my peak. Mrs. Faust, you've been talking to yourself a lot lately. She appears at the door, dressed in a nightgown. What could drive the mind of the great Faust down so that he wouldn't bother keeping the madness away from his wife? Faust, 
This kind of thing you couldn't heal. <clears throat> Mrs. Faust, who said anything about healing? I've known through the walls what you're feeling. You're dealing with the type of woman who once had you reeling. Had you stealing her heart through your art, she was whole. So let your thoughts depart, because <clears throat> part of me is in your soul. Faust, oh Gretchen, if you could only know how every day the sun wakes up angry and doesn't rest until you sweat as a sacrifice before the night comes and you can pray. <clears throat> it requires the same the next day, the next day, next day, day, day in, day out, days when mortars scream and shout, a warning to men before spraying shrapnel shells about, a day to die for a king collecting gout. Stout in steams with lids, when it was your day to watch the kids, the orchards are dead today. With water, someone was supposed to spray, and the mayhem of marriage couldn't afford us a carriage to ride away, for we failed them. Sailed the motions when all else was explored and exposed as being one of those things that you can't count on anyone to make you happy, you sad sack of two people who used to be in love. Some love that was. Didn't fuel my research like the cold shoulder of pork you sold as supper to me, when all I needed was something to fill the void that both religious and science failed. But promise absolutes. None could absolutely solve me. That was it. So I love your work, man. I, I you know, I, 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 you made that joke about it being an anime someday, which I thought was really funny, by the way. That was pretty incredible. Um, but no, in all seriousness, um, I think I, I really, really think that you have an interesting way with narrative. You, you use such, like, I, you know, and I, I, I say this, I say this in a good way. You use very strange juxtapositions of images and you somehow make it so feasible and 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 there's a clear there's but there's a clear like madness to it like there's it's organized chaos in a way um i really really like what you do there's there's you you can tell you have a myriad of influences and i i i love that i love when you can see like the inspiration and the power and the passion behind the writing and your your writing never fails to be passionate and um exciting thanks yeah uh Edgar Allan Poe and James Joyce are probably some of my biggest influences. And uh, the thing about it being an anime was not a freaking joke, man. I, I really, I really do. I, I like, like, imagine if like everything that they're talking about, like it just like animated. So it's kind of like James Joyce, like stream of consciousness, but like animated, like, I think that would be freaking dope. I, I couldn't agree more. We should talk about that one day. <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad you're having fun, gentlemen. Uh, Ali, the floor is yours. Sure. Um, yeah, I want to share this piece that I wrote today um, about, I've been going through a lot of uh, history, I guess. And so I've been looking at like wars and stuff. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have a title actually. And it's kind of, it's not, it's more of a, of a short kind of uh, short story, like metaphorical. You'll see, you'll see, it's fine. <laughs> um, 
He was a boy, never meant to go to war. He wore long curls, taking pride in his youth. Every day he'd make milkshakes for his little sister and give her piggyback rides to the beach. His classmates would make fun of him because of how he never wore anything else than flip-flops, but they all secretly admired the way his feet looked against the sand, too. When he laughed, the whole world would erupt into chorus, and the moon would shine just a little brighter. He lay hours at night watching the stars as they watched over him. Until one night, they didn't watch anymore. His best friend was a year older. He came from Greece, so they would spend all their time together. Pavlov would translate for Ivan. In exchange, they would form a friendship deeper than most boys live in their lifetime. A friendship that would take them to the trenches in the War of 1912. A friendship that would run deeper than blood, but always chained to that inescapable real reality of death. The night before the sky went dark, Pavlov told his little sister that she couldn't come to where he was going. Instead, he'd carry her in her heart. When he'd be back, they'd have many more milkshakes on the beach, but in the meantime, she'd have to look out for the men in the uniforms. But you're not one of them, she would insist. You shouldn't own a uniform, you're a saltwater boy. He'd smile sadly, say, we've discussed this, Natalina. I have to do this so that I can become a man. No longer a boy, you see. I'm doing this to become like them. The next morning, before the sun rose, Pavlov was seen talking to his friend Ivan, arguing, pleading for him to watch over his family. But at dawn, the two boys were long gone, the only trace of them left in the village, the washed-out flip-flops under Pavlov's hardwood bed. And that's it. Allie, please write a novel. I mean, you're, you're, you're so descriptive and vivid in the way you write, and it's just such a... It, 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 it's so... The stories you tell, they're, they're just really beautiful and, and well said. They're, they come across so clearly. Um, I, I think you really have a talent for that. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm actually working on a novel. I just keep writing other stories because I'm not very disciplined. But yeah. Uh, what, what war was that supposed to be about? Um, so I've been looking into my family tree, I guess, because it's something I've always wanted to do, but I have a very big family, so it's really messy. And I've been seeing that actually a lot of my ancestors went to war, which is not surprising. I mean, there's a lot of wars, but um, so I've been kind of uh, looking into who they were before and after and the psychology behind that. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, that's good. This particular war was the, the war um, in Eastern Europe and the Balkans um, of 1912. It was really short, but yeah. Well, thank you, Ali, for, for sharing that glimpse into your, your family and your, your work process. Yeah, thanks for listening. So it is 9.20, which means it is also last call. So if you have any lingering pieces or words of wisdom that you would like to share, now is the time. So per the rotation, Jonathan, if you would, lead us off. Okay. Um, I, I, have a, I have a piece here that... Um, this one's, this one's a downer compared to my others, um, but I, I do want to read it because it's something that's been on my mind. I, I, um, 
if I may be so bold as to share with you guys um, a, uh, a, a personal story, as I know we've all been doing, but uh, when my grandmother passed away last week, um, it's, it's a strange old Italian tradition that they take pictures of the dead. Um, I, and I'm not sure, you know, to any sort of details behind this, uh, this cultural, uh, phenomenon, but apparently this is something that's, that, that happens. And, um, I was sent a picture of my grandmother's, um, you know, remains, uh, and, um, it was honestly the most startling thing, um, about the whole experience because I didn't have much of a relationship with her, to be honest. Uh, we were, we were, I don't want to say estranged, but we, we, we just really didn't have much of a relationship. But uh, this, this is, this is a, a rumination on, on, on old age. Uh, it's, it's called old age. And here we go. We are all terrible dreams as far as my eyes can tell, at least from a backwards glance where life appears so long. But never in media res, upon this proof conceding, to minds whose fearful sleeping deludes each sense when woke. Valueless, though we believe, our gifts make appropriate burdens, like feelings expressed intently through an image etched on flesh. Our bodies masked with stone, broken by God's great chisel, hammering tails off faces, fixed for forever at last. Those cracked and colorless skins hold truths unsaid between us through statues stoically crafted, made calm while modeling death. Beautiful art untouched, if assessed without that knowledge, how time apparently dawdles inside these nightmare shells. And that's that. Thank you, Jonathan, for sharing that. Uh, having been a person not a fan of funerals, um, and being, uh, we'll, we'll take a peek under the hood real quick. I, I, at my father's funeral, I was the one who closed the casket. Being close to that sort of visage, um, I think at any age, when it's somebody that, that important, even if like the relationship isn't as deep, but you know, familial relations, um, it can be startling. Um, so, so thank you for being able to just share your share your words and thoughts on that. Thank you, Rich. Uh, Phil, I saw your hand raised. Uh, did you have something else to say? Uh, 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 no, no. I just I was going to click on chat and then I boxed. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Again, thank you, John. Uh, Phil, if you have anything else for us tonight, the floor is yours. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, just in, okay. This is, this is different. Um, this is about, uh, uh, Marx's concept of the march of history. All right. <clears throat> the sound of solemn advance written by pen again, looks like a column of ants called Len again semblance of romance but it's simply surfing things spin with a fun chance but it's a picture perfect win take it on the chin snake charmed by adam a dame defeated a min next battle bursted adam fathom angels on a pin angela merkel linguistic statistic solely yin and yang y'all think yet that think the thing that the tet offensive was expensive 
and exploded and floated up in him. Trim trees eroded, exploded on a whim. We were in Vietnam, it was only battle din. And the neoliberal arm was the cattle children herded into streets, feet sold by fucking fear, sucking teats of elites, meat sold with beers, cheers to the constant crash and bombs and battles. Tar changing of charging chariots, mid-charge battalion brigades and saddles, soldiers in fishnets across the internet modem. It's what even the sick get how I'll even show them. And that is the end. Phil, I love how you work with this, like this, like social, like social philosophy and like Marxism, and somehow you, you know, you always find a way to translate it into like a literary expression. Because I don't, I, from what I remember of taking my Hegel, Marx, and Nietzsche back in the day, um, I, I, I have to say this, this stuff was very, it's very dense. I mean, it's fascinating conceptually, but it is very, very dense. And I wouldn't say it was, it's uh, the most, you know, literary of writing, but you, I, I think that's what I admire so much about your work is that you can take these ideas and you do turn them into, into, uh, you know, pieces of self-expression that have actual concrete images attached to them. So I really admire that, man. Full disclosure, confession, I have never read Hegel's. Not worth your time. <laughs> Go read the wiki. No, no, I'm going to. No, no, definitely I'm going to. I have to one day. Because, like, I started it and it's just, it went so far over my fucking head. I was like, okay, no, you know what? Like, this is going to be my quest. Like, one day, as soon as I've done the Trotsky book, I have maybe a few other ones. Like, no, I'm going to do it. We will talk about it, man, one day. <laughs> we will talk about it. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Phil, as always striving to be more and more relevant in the cosmos. I, th I think at some point you will get whatever it is you're seeking, whether it's animation or elevation, you'll, you'll get it. Uh, I, I have faith. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> well said, Anathan. Um, Ali, um, I guess I'll give it up to you whether or not you want to close out the night or shall i uh sure i kind of want to share something from someone else if that's okay that's absolutely fine cool um yeah from walt whitman it's kind of um a throwback <laughs> but yeah it's called to a historian and i i've been reading a lot of uh walt whitman recently i was in I was into Tolstoy before, and now I'm into Walt Whitman. Have phases. Um, and uh, the reason why I want to share it is because I think that, I mean, we keep hearing that we're living in historical times and all of that. Um, and it made me think of that, so. You who celebrate bygones, who have explored the outward, the surfaces of the races, the life that has exhibited itself, who have treated of man as the creature of politics, aggregates, rulers, and priests. I, habitant of the Alleghenies, treating of him as he is in himself in his own rights, pressing the pulse of the life that has seldom exhibited itself, the great pride of man in himself, chanter of personality outlining what is yet to be. I project the history of the future. And that's it. Well performed. Thank you for uh, coming and 
I know you showed in late and you you fell right into into tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was really beautiful, Allie. Really awesome. Thank you so much. Good night all around. Okay, so Quiet Storm is uh, finally uh, available. So he will close it tonight, actually, because I, I believe he has a piece that he's finishing up. So I will go, and then he will close this out. Uh, scrolling through my drafts, because I always lose myself in, in these. Um, John, give me a number between one and ten. Seven. How'd I know you're going to pick seven? Like, I, I, I sensed it. It was either going to be seven or five. All right. Then I will choose. All right. So this is a this is a little snippet that I uh, I wrote earlier today, and there there are two halves to this story, or at least two halves to this theme. Kneeling serves so many uses, both in a uh, personal romantic relationship and a personal relationship with God. So. This is a split between the two in, in a way. It, it has no official title yet. There will be a lot of filling in the concrete here. She had bruised knees from kneeling at his altar, praying, begging for sacrament, but only receiving sin. There is an imbalance, an imbalance of flesh, and bone and blood and love and thoughts of love. Too many times she looked up into the stars and only saw his eyes. And too many times she looked down into her eyes and only saw stars, but neither one lived in a universe that meant anything. Bruises tell such beautiful stories if you allow them to, even if it's screaming even if it's muddled moans and mystified winds, they can preach to choirs that only know how to sing in ecstasy. He found his own bruise at her altar and only knew to endure because if she gave in, then what did he have to lose? And so the imbalance continued. Bruised knees upon bruised knees, upon bite marks, upon scratches, upon prayers to a God who was trying not to listen. For the love of himself, he did not want to hear the ways they said, I love you in never just those three simple words. The end. That was absolutely incredible, Rich. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, I, I have to say, it was it reminded me a little bit of that 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 song uh take me to church i don't know if you ever heard that song but um it did remind me a little bit of that uh and and that's not a bad thing because i think that that song is i think that song is brilliant i mean it's an it's incredible it's actually i always envied the the the, the lyrics i thought they were just really powerful but you elaborated on here. I mean, you actually took it a step further. And I think that, again, in your, in your trademark signature voice, you embellished and, uh, you know, created like more of an eloquence to it. It was, it, it was more nuanced. And I, I loved it, man. It was actually really, it was actually really, 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 really cool. And I love the images you played with. 
it, it, it's funny. Initially, when like when I write prompts or when I write like little like snippets like that, um, I, I just go like, "Wow, that sounded really good in my head," and I'll write it down, and then I like I'll figure out the rest later. Um, when I initially wrote this one, I really thought I was going to go in a far more negative um, aspect, but as I as I started to put word after word, it came out a little bit, a little bit lighter, a little bit more on the positive side, even if it wasn't like clean in a way. I, I felt like it, it, it wasn't as tragic or toxic as I thought I was going to lead with it. It was so awesome, though. I mean, it was, it was incredibly, like, you know, effective uh, per usual, man. Thank you, thank you. So, with all that and all that that has been said and felt and experienced and burned into our uh, life this night, quiet storm, the floor is yours. Well, first thing, I just want to say a few things before I perform my piece. Um, Rich, once again, thank you for coming through and just carrying tonight. Um, a little busy with my little side project, but I was able to finally finish it. But just wanted to thank you for that, Rich. Um, also, the pieces that I heard tonight was incredible. Like, it looked, everything just came from a whole different vibe and a whole different feeling tonight. And I really, I'm just in awe. and you know, just being witness to the talent that's out there. It's incredible. Definitely you guys deserve a round of applause for that. Um, I pretty much took little bits and pieces from everybody's piece in terms of what I felt and how I internalized everything and kind of like put something together. So I don't know whether or not it's going to fit into the feel of tonight. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to add my little piece to this. Um, so the title of this, um, not too sure what to call it. Um, so I'm just going to title this September 2nd, since it's the date of tonight's session. Okay, so here I go. Unrelated to death, but from the ground up, I've risen and been put into a position to just listen to take the time out needed and necessary to envision the story behind every word spoken, if not then, written. Prolific in my expedition, my growth is continuous. From the shared insights that I've gathered, harbored, and labored for, different aspects of life I'm willing to taste and savor. Countless times have I rose after being planted to expose the beautiful but eccentric parts of my soul. Brightly colored with darkness outlining every shade. I'm tamed, but misbehaved. Equally balanced, I've broken out, but still remain insane. Estranged from my previous mistress, pain, slain, but her memories remain in vain. Coursing through my body currently is what leads me from my past to look towards my future, free at last. Words famously spoken, free at last, resonating words that have caused my essence to be awoken. 
My aura is black and rich, and my mind is quick to match it. Spark thus enlightened, a wall switch flipped to reveal the presence of life in what was thought of as an abandoned attic. The fabrics are soft to the touch. Materialistic is the veil that prevails, but in hell, tall tales never seem to reach the surface. The depths of the hollowed sorrow the night will cry for, but not for I, will tear through the seams in order to live out my dreams. I'm fashioned from every stitch in time, another patchwork from the inner realms of my mind. And that's the end of that. All tales nice. in hell reach the surface. That line for the ages right now. Definitely, definitely. Storm, this was this was amazing. I I I love like how you actually like you created an amalgam of just everything that went on tonight and everybody's voice and you just put it into this beautiful piece that capped everything off just so profoundly and poignantly. This was this was amazing, man. And I love the idea. I just love the idea of even doing that. It, 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 I, I, dare I say it, I feel like, I feel like we, should, we should always do something like this, maybe. It's, it, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like I said, this piece was inspired by you guys. So, I mean, I, I must thank you guys for coming tonight and just sharing and opening up what you did. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you things like this only happen when people decide to create a platform for it. So we're all here because you took the time and the energy to to lay the foundation. So no matter what sort of day you're having, I want you to remember that. Uh, definitely. I uh, definitely appreciate that. Definitely you started this mess. <laughs> I know. Like... <laughs> 